Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, broken crayons still color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayons Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Gail Larson. Welcome, Gail. Thanks, Shelly. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes. And just to let you know a little bit about Gail, Gail grew up in an addicted home where she learned not to talk about her feelings. Now, I think you there's a lot of people that could relate to that part about not talking about feelings. <laughs> you know, I think that that can be a common thread for many of us, but she simply learned to pull up her bootstraps and carry on. At 12 years old, she acquired a stepfather who was alcoholic, who was an alcoholic and mentally and physically abusive. So she learned to crawl deeper inside while acting out the happy extrovert. And, you know, so she, she began to live a double life and started drinking and she's going to share her story on today's episode. So Gail, I know you have a lot of depth to your story, but if you could just share with us a little bit to start out, what did the broken crayons really look like in your life? Mm, Thanks, Shelley. Yeah, I think that because I felt different from a very young age, um, that I just felt like other people had the answer and I it was always just out of my reach and so um, I I had to pretend to try to emulate other people because I, I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like uh, so I would just sort of watch what you did and what you said and try to uh, come close to that Okay, uh, and I also found that um, I just couldn't admit that I was wrong. So I always had to be right, and always had to protect myself. Mm. So I did that by using humor and sarcasm, and that that would keep you away from me if you got too close. Mm-hmm. So in the end, what that did for me was living that fake life and having to pretend that all is well, when I really didn't get it, is that um, I think what I did was create this dual setup inside of me that that I was struggling all the time, that I knew something was wrong, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't know how to go about fixing it. So I always felt a little out of kilter, a little broken, a little um, not quite put together. So I made sure that I looked better on the outside, so that my makeup was perfect, that mm-hmm. I had three-piece suit on, and that I, you know, always just looked like, um, well, I got it together, you know. Yeah, so on the outside, you had the appearance of success and, you know, togetherness. Like, if people would just look at you, they would have thought, wow, she's she's got it going on. But, but you never felt 
safe to really be your true self. Is that what you were what you were saying? Like you felt like you had to be someone else. Yeah. Well, I I had to be someone or anyone. I had no clue who I really was. Mm, okay. So I had to be someone that you would look at me and say, "Wow, you know, there's a woman who's got it together and got a good job." You know, I went out on my own very early because I had to leave that crazy home. Mm. So I started working very early on. And so I thought, you know, if I look good and I did all the right responsible things, had really good credit, always paid my bills, you know, had the good job, that um, how could I have a problem, right? Right. So what would you say was your lowest point? Well, I think that... I didn't really discover my lowest point for a long time because I discovered alcohol first. Oh. And uh, about 19 years old. Wow. And I can remember when I first started drinking, it was a transformation. It I felt so powerful and hmm. complete. It wow. was like, wow, I've arrived now. This is what I've been looking for. Because wow. it just made me feel like I belonged, it made me feel like I I now was part of the human race. And um, the problem was, I don't think I ever drank normally uh, from the get-go. So mm-hmm. uh, even though I drank for 20 years, I had uh, a really good constitution. So I I would go to work every day, even though I'd been out in the bar most of the night. So for several years, it was party time. And because I didn't get hangovers, then I couldn't possibly have a problem. And hey, it was all good. But as time went on, and I got older, and then uh, I had two marriages, Mm short-lived marriages, a lot of relationships that didn't last and because when you are broken and incomplete and alcoholic those are the kinds of people you pick so I would pick men that look just like me on the outside like gee they really got it together you know yeah and so eventually um, what happened was uh, I was coming to the end where I was starting to get uh, hangovers and, but I still went to work every day. And uh, I think inside I was starting to realize that something was really amiss. But I remember one morning I woke up. This uh, was my very lowest point. Uh, I woke up and I could not get dressed or shower. Mm. Wow. And that for me was, that was my big denial point. That right. Not the alcoholic if. I could go to work every day and produce. And so I had to call in sick. But mm. I do remember that it also was a turning point in my life because I can still see myself all those years ago sitting in a chair with my red eyes and my hair in 25 different directions and calling out to the God I did not believe in mm. and saying, God, if you're real help me. Wow. And it was a video screen dropped down in front of my face. Really? And played my life 
like it would be if I did not get help. And it wow. showed Gail getting up in the morning, Gail going to work, Gail going to the bar, Gail coming home, Gail getting up in the morning, going to work, going to the bar. You get my picture. Yeah. And it reeled off ad infinitum. It scared me silly. Mm. I reached out to the only person I knew, excuse me, that I knew was in recovery. And that's how I started. I got into a 12-step program. And I still fought God. Mm. I fought, I still wanted to be in charge. I just uh -huh. wanted to. I thought, there's somebody's got the secret. And if I can just figure out what the secret is, right. then I won't have to do all this other stuff that regular people have to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, I ended up going to treatment at nine months sober because mm. feelings caught up with me. I had buried them so oh. that I had not dealt with any of them. Yes. And I didn't even know it was feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I spent 30 days in treatment and came wow. up and um, had a lot of spiritual experiences in treatment. Uh, another thing around denial, where I thought it was all over, that I just mm -hmm. couldn't. And um, God picked me up out of a chair and moved me into a room where they were doing the step that dealt with surrendering to Him. Wow. I'm a little slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, what an amazing story. When you're talking about like how you just started to cry out to God and you saw this video screen and I just got like chills like God bumps like on God bumps or goosebumps but you know God reached out to you and you reached out to him he reached out to you but how many years were, did you spend where you were in denial and you were drinking and then um, how many years have you been sober now okay so I drank for 20 years I got sober three months before my 40th birthday Wow. And I now have 32 years of sobriety. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. And I wish I could say that from start to finish, I just embraced it yes. all. Gave God the glory. <laughs> said, just use me. I'm yours. I surrender. Didn't happen that way. Um, mm -hmm. I fought it for so long. Um, I was five years sober before I actually got saved. Wow. And, uh, because I still was fighting God. So I think because I didn't have any healthy male mm -hmm. and my father images right. had been so um, so broken that I I was testing God. It was mm. like, I can't I kept waiting, I think. Uh, I'd go a little deeper and then I'd just wait for him to come out and smack me and say, Hey, gotcha. You know, when it was things. Yes. Yes. Now, I think you bring up a really good point in your story about feelings. You know, you had some abuse and dysfunction. We all have yeah. something. You know, it's to varying degrees, varying levels of pain. But alcohol kind of became the thing that numbed it for you. And then when you were coming out of recovery, all of a sudden, whoa, there's these feelings. <laughs> and, you know, you're starting to have to deal with them. If somebody's in a similar situation where they've 
they've buried their feelings or they've numbed it with, it could be food, it could be anything, alcohol, whatever. But what advice do you have for someone that's just starting to deal with it and just feeling overwhelmed? I would say reach out. Mm. I would say that um, if you keep that those secrets, they'll kill you. Mm. Oh, wow. And the instinct is, uh, because the enemy wants us to stay in the dark and secret, so the instinct is, I can't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. I have to keep pretending. I yes. thought I would die if I had to reveal mm -hmm. my true self or that I had issues. So I would say that um, once you bring it out into the light, there's nothing more that can hurt you and that God's got your back. Mm -hmm. So that there's always someone to reach out to mm -hmm. and uh, a trusted person or um, even writing it down if we can't talk to somebody and giving it to a pastor or a counselor or whatever that um, once we're not a secret anymore mm. then we can't be harmed by those things that were killing us. Yes, I think that's great, great advice and I found that too when I was walking through my pornography addiction. You know, in the beginning only a couple people knew. You know, mm -hmm. and so you have to sometimes ask God for discernment and wisdom on yeah. who to share with. It was my counselor, my husband, and my my prayer partner. And then eventually I did tell my mom because we're really close. But there was only a few people. And there was trusted people. Now, you know, God has asked me to share. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I talk about it. And I share more openly. But just being able to tell a few trusted people, it did. It broke the power. Exactly. It, it br brought it to the light. And so I think that is such a great, a great um, piece of advice, you know, for those that are listening and to, to realize that there is freedom on the other side. There is healing on the other side. It's a process, like you said, I mean, it's been, you know, it's been such a process for you, but look where you're at today. And now God's using you to impact lives with your story. And it's still a process. Oh, amen. And that's what I didn't get. I thought that I had to arrive. Oh, yeah. I, that I, you know, once I got to a certain point, then it would all fall into place, and I wouldn't have to do this anymore. I, you know, it took me a long time to realize that yeah. it's the journey, and oh. life is a total yes. journey and a process, and that is the gift. It is, is. It always growing. I wanted to graduate. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes, I think somebody needed to hear that today. They needed to hear that the goal is not to graduate. The goal is to continue the journey this side of heaven <laughs> and to, you know, to release the pressure of feeling yeah. like you have to arrive. You have to graduate. You have to be this perfect thing because it's just not possible. Now, in your journey, has there been a scripture that's really meant a lot to you? Yes. Um, in Jeremiah, where Jeremiah, and it says, I know the plans mm. I have for you, not for evil, but for good. And Amen. it took me a long time 
to understand that, that God mm -hmm. had a plan for me long before I came along. Mm -hmm. And that his, my steps are directed by him. And so as long as he has a plan for me, I have a purpose. Amen. And so, yes. And so, and, it, and it's being revealed all the time because I thought once you had a calling, that that was it, you know, you started your quotes here, you ended them here, and now I know that the calling can evolve, mm -hmm. and what I was doing 10 years ago, which was what I was supposed to be doing then, right. I now have evolved, I never dreamed I'd be writing and publishing books on Yay. Amazon, even though I wanted to be a writer, and I'd written some things. And that I was going to start developing courses online or belong to a, 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 a membership group that supports and says, hey, you can do this. This is how you do it and make it happen. And, and it's just like there's no challenge too great anymore. Amen. Well, yeah. well, Gail, I know I could talk with you for so long because you have such a depth of experience and so much to share. But um, if if our listeners connected with you and want to find you online, what, where's the best place to find you? Um, I have a website. It's gaillarson.com. Um, uh, you could go to the author site uh, at Amazon and just search for the 21 plus tips and tricks or Gail Larson and uh, communicate with me on my author site. And awesome. that's, I don't have too much social media going on yet, but that's in the future. <laughs> One step do. at a time, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, thank it's you. It's hard for me to do, but I am getting yes, it. Yes, <laughs> me too. Well, thank you so much for sharing such, um, such depth with us. And your story just really magnifies again how God can turn our messes into masterpieces. Absolutely. And I would like to share with you that I am a masterpiece. Yes. Amen and amen. And I just want to thank each one of you that is listening right now. Thank you for being here. We just pray that this has blessed you. If you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, please apply at ShellyHits.com forward slash story to be featured on this podcast. So thank you again for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.